Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, February 12th, 2019, and the day outside is so bizarre. I woke up expecting to see snow falling from the sky, wind blowing it everywhere, and that's not what it is. It's bizarrely quiet, and so... You know, I take Faith out to do her business, and I'm standing atop the hill because Faith is trained to only go poo in the weeds, which is fabulous. And, um, like you, I could hear the wind blowing through the trees like a couple miles away, like over. It was so cool. Like, I don't know, it's so quiet first thing in the morning and you know because sometimes um we're like 20 minutes outside of Oswego New York but um like in the summer you can if the wind's right you can hear the racetrack the Oswego Speedway even though we're not really that close you know it's 20 minutes to a half an hour away but if the wind's right you can hear it so today no wind where I was standing, nothing, nothing. It's as like, yeah, silence. And then all of a sudden, off in the distance, I could hear the wind like blowing through the trees. So cool. And I'm like, wow. You know, and when Faith was done doing her duties and she came up, And she, like, stopped. Her ears perked. And her, you know, she looked off to where you could hear the wind off in the distance. Not even close, but, like, away, blowing through the trees. So cool. I'm like, oh, I loved it. Loved it. It was so cool. And I'm like, oh, this must be the calm before the storm. So that's, like, my aha moment for the day. And it, it's not really, I guess it is cold. It's only in the 20s, but, or 20 at the most. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I just stood there and, and just listening to the wind so far away. Yet not, no wind at all where I was standing. So cool. I know, you're like, move on, lady, move on. I don't know. I think sometimes we don't stop to enjoy those simple things, the coolness of them, the beauty of them. You know, a lot of people, you know, they'll joke and say, oh, if you don't like the weather, wait, wait five minutes, it'll change. Right. But here's the deal. Like God created all of that. And it's so cool. We really need to slow down and take advantage of it. It's just, I don't know. It's pretty cool. So that's, that's my cool moment for the day. All right. So don't go away. I'll be right back. Just going to turn the music off and we'll get started with our quote of the day. I haven't even looked yet, so I'm excited for that. Just slow down. Take time to listen. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Okay, so the quote for today is from Winston Churchill. 
I don't know, it kind of made me smile. It's like common sense type stuff. And, um, I apologize. My Kindle's like having a headache or something. I don't know. Uh, February 12th. Quote, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. End quote. Winston Churchill. Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Winston Churchill. I love that. I mean, if you think about it, sometimes when we're failing, it's not because it's not that we're meant to do it. It's just that we're figuring it out. And, you know, it might be new to us or you're learning it. Think about when you learn to ride a bicycle, most people don't get right on the bike and succeed, right? You know, it takes attempts, you know, you have to keep trying and you keep trying. But as long as you stay excited, you do all right, because eventually you get it, right? And you figure out the balance, and you're able to take a hand off to do the hand signals when you're turning and that kind of stuff. So it just takes time. I thought it might be fun to kind of look at different people that had failed before that may surprise you. Um, The first person I think of when I think of, you know, failures is Thomas Edison, and so I went to Google because I could not remember the number, but Thomas Edison failed over 10,000 times to invent the light bulb. More than 10,000 times. But he never lost his enthusiasm. Thank goodness, right? Because think about it. How many light bulbs in your house? Seriously. Like, unless you're Amish or I don't know are there other people that don't but how many light bulbs are in your house what if Thomas Edison had lost his enthusiasm he failed over 10,000 times before succeeding and um, a reporter once asked him You've gone over 9,000 failed attempts. Why do you keep trying? And Edison said, why would I feel like a failure? And why would I ever give up? I know, I know definitely over 9,000 ways an electric light bulb will not work. Success is almost in my grasp. And that was a thousand times later before he nailed it. What a positive, positive attitude. So listen, this was Edison's reply. Quote, why would I feel like a failure? And why would I ever give up? I now know definitely over 9,000 ways an electric light bulb will not work. Success is almost in my grasp. End quote. Thomas Edison. And that's the first person I think of when, you know, people talk about failing and multiple attempts to be a failure. Um, Are you learning from the failures? And yeah, there's a difference between um, God closing a door and failures that are bumps in the road. 
as a learning curve. There is a difference. And you'll only know that difference if you're spending time in prayer and in the Word to know the difference. But uh, So Thomas Edison, another one that um, I just watched, I don't think it was a documentary, but maybe it was on Colonel Sanders, and that he was a failure. Um, when we went to Kentucky and Indiana a couple years ago, that was one of our Chevy Chase moments. When we go on vacations, we always do a Chevy Chase moment, like a National Lampoon vacation, where we go just to get our picture next to something. And so we went so we could go to the Colonel Sanders Museum <laughs> and stand next to Colonel Sanders for a picture. There's your side note squirrel story. Um, we couldn't get parking, so my husband and my brother-in-law drove around in the city while my daughter and I jumped out of the car, went into the museum, and we just said, can we have our picture taken with Colonel Sanders? And they're like, sure. They took our picture with Colonel Sanders. We went back out so that when they came back around the blocks, we could jump back in the car. How's that for an offshoot? <laughs> oh, okay. So Colonel Sanders was a failure. And he actually, um, he was a fireman, a tire salesman, insurance salesman, and of course a cook. And he started a secret recipe between 1939 and 1940. That's when Colonel Sanders' recipe started. So, um, in 1952, he just went on the road and tried to sell his franchise model chicken restaurant. And the very first one was in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I've been there. It is a beautiful city, beautiful city. So that was the first Kentucky Fried Chicken was in Salt Lake City, Utah. And he tripled his sales within the first year. And 75% of the revenue was just from the chicken. Um, in, nine, in 1964, at the age of 74, he sold the company for $2 million. But he retained the rights to the Canadian franchises. <laughs> And he's a salaried goodwill ambassador to the company. But it doesn't say much in here. All right, enough. Um, but he, when he went on the road to sell the Colonel Sanders chicken, I don't think it was originally called Colonel Sanders chicken. I'm trying to remember from the documentary. Um... You know, people just said, it's just chicken. Yeah, it's good chicken, but it's chicken. And, you know, so they just kept sending him away. Can you imagine if you were, like, the person that sent him away, and then he's, like, this million-dollar company for chicken, right? 1940, he started. We're still eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. All right, and then another one I want to look at is J.K. Rowling. Um... Henry Ford was on here, but I went to J.K. Rowling. Uh, Stephen King. Oh, I didn't know he was a failure. All right, J.K. Rowling. Um, if you don't know that name, then you've never read a Harry Potter book. <laughs> and you don't even really have to have read the books to know that name. But J.K. Rowling, um, the for idea for Harry Potter came to her in 1990. And... She wrote the like the first three chapters, 
But then she got married, had kids, was divorced. You know, life happens. You know, and Harry Potter just traveled around in her suitcase, I guess, according to this article. And she just, after her divorce, she said she was just a failure. A jobless, divorced, penniless, and with a dependent child. She fought depression. And she ended up having to go on welfare because she couldn't take care of her child. But she got through all of those failures. And in 1995, listen to this, 1995. So five years after she had written the initial three chapters, she started to send Harry Potter out to different publishing houses. Twelve major publishers turned her away and said it would never sell. But in 1996, Bloomsbury, a very small publishing house, Bloomsbury, um, picked up the book for 1,500 euros advance. 1997, the book published, so seven years from the time she got the idea while riding the train, with 1,000 copies, 500 were donated to libraries. Okay. 1997, 98, she started winning book awards. And as of today, 400 million copies have been sold. Can you imagine being one of those huge publishing houses that turned her away and said no? Oh my gosh. And what about the little guy that said, you know what? I think there's something here. Let's do this. You know what? Yay for the little guy that really, you know, helped J.K. Rowling, you know, and she went on to write our beloved Harry Potter books. And I understand, especially as a Christian, um, people have very mixed reviews on Harry Potter, that it's dark, it's sorcery, it's witchcraft, and I I get that. And um for the longest time, I had never read a Harry Potter book because of that. And my personal opinion, you know, so don't call and like, this will probably be when I get the most call-ins, um, like crank at me, but I was, I think I was just a closed-minded Christian. My friends were reading Harry Potter. Um, one of the teachers at school read Harry Potter to the kids, and the kids were so engaged, and these were non-readers. And, you know, for the longest time, I avoided the books because, you know, it was witchcraft, it was sorcery, it was, you know, I was going to spiral to hell or something, I don't know. But once I was able to open my mind and look at it as a fictional book, and enjoy the story of friendship that endures, of, you know, how our friends are always there for us through thick and thin, that there's other people looking out for us even when we don't see them there. There's so many life lessons in Harry Potter that we could use to encourage and teach others about life and being a Christian. I think there's a lot of room for growth 
an education in Harry Potter along with a fabulous storyline and I think they even did a good job with the movies which you know you don't say that often you know if, if you're a reader and you're listening to this you know a lot of times the book comes out and you're, or the movie comes out and you're like what did you do to my book you know because they leave out like the best parts and um kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia yeah they're good but if you've read the books then you know they're kind of mixed up right they got a little bit of this book and that book which is fine because the movies are good but if you've read the books you know what I mean like you know that it's not just the one book that they based it on um I'm rabbit rabbit hole oh gosh I just lost the name of the book. Oh, The Shack. The Shack, another controversial book. And I don't know if you've ever read The um, the Shack. But that movie came out and I really wanted to watch it because I enjoyed the book. And I know, you know, The Shack itself, the book, was a topic of discussion because um, God was a woman or whatever. You know what? The book's fabulous. I think it gives a very beautiful version of God in that it encourages people to understand that when God first comes to you, God's going to come to you in a way that is comfortable to you. And the main character in the shack did not have a loving relationship with his father. You know, so his relationship, his positive relationship was with you know, a neighborly woman. And, you know, God uses what he knows we will welcome. He's not going to use something that's going to scare or fear. So, um, yeah, uh, another one. The movie was really good. I enjoyed the movie as much as the book. And, I don't know, I just, those those kinds of things. But, I've digressed from failure. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just keep failing, I just keep failing, don't give up, right? Think of Winston Churchill as you move forward today, and, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is that your fears in life might be. I mean, maybe you're like J.K. Rowling and you're just bad, you know, a rough marriage, divorce, single mom, single dad, um, job loss. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're up against, just remember that through all these little failures, you're getting stronger and learning so much and you're growing through this process and I have a friend going through a tough time right now and we were talking yesterday and she said I always look at these kind of situations and say what can I learn from this and she's not facing failure because she hasn't failed at anything but she's going through tough times and she just said she goes I had to look at it and say what can I learn through this so Winston Churchill quote success consists of going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm end quote 
no matter what you're up against, whether it's failure or struggles, what can you learn from it? And how can it help you to be a better version of yourself down the road, right? So something to think about on this Tuesday. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you do, you know, share it with your friends and family on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, share it at the water, the water cooler during lunch. Let people know about living with Lisa, keeping it real. Maybe they need a little encouragement too. Maybe they need a little bit of reality that they're not alone because so many people feel alone and you may not even know that because it, a lot of people wear a mask of looking like they got it together when in reality we're all kind of messed up all right have a great day everyone thank you for listening this is lisa living with lisa keeping it real and i'm out until next time <laughs>